0: up everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We are talking again about prayer, but on this one, uh, I wanted to talk more specifically about how to pray for the sick or to pray for healing. Um, on my last episode, if you listened to it, I talked on, you know, I touched on a bunch of different types of prayer briefly. Um, but I wanted to do a whole podcast on this type of prayer because it is so unique. And, um, You know, many people, again, like I said on the last podcast, when you pray amiss, you don't get results. And so healing is especially one of the things that people pray amiss. Because the first thing that you have to understand is that healing is the will of God 100% of the time. That's right not 80% of the time, not 90% of the time. Healing is always the will of God. And so I mentioned this on my last episode, that phrase that many people use, Lord, if it be your will. And let's just clarify this. You never, ever, ever want to use that phrase when you are praying for healing, whether it be for yourself or for someone else. Um, you know, this can apply to, to either way, but you never want to use that phrase because it's the same with salvation as certain as you can be that God wants you to be saved. That's how certain you can be that God wants you healed. When Jesus died on the cross, he not only bore your sins, but the Bible says that, that he was whipped that he, that he had took stripes on his back for our healing, our physical healing. It's not talking about spiritual healing. You don't need spiritual healing. You need spiritual new birth. You don't receive spiritual healing when you're saved. You re- you receive uh, regeneration of your spirit. You become a new creature completely. But your body needs healed while you're on this earth because you you're not getting your new body until the rapture, or, you know, till, till you get to heaven. So this is why it's very important that you understand first and foremost, that healing is always the will of God. So you never want to use any type of phrase about Lord, if it be your will near anything about healing. So that's the first thing I want to say. Um, and I'm going to touch on three, uh, points here. And this By no means does this cover everything on this topic. I I don't have time to cover everything, but I'm just going to hit on three things um, that I feel like have really helped me in my own um, walk and and being able to minister to people and actually see results because you have to understand that, you know, as Christians, we are supposed to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. We're supposed to see results just like Jesus did. If you read the Gospels, Jesus... Dude, I mean, if you actually read the gospels, I want you to count how many times it says that Jesus healed all that came to him. They brought all the sick. They brought all those who were possessed by evil spirits. And the Bible says that Jesus healed them all. Jesus never turned anyone away for healing. And, you know, this is something that a lot of people don't understand for whatever reason it's because you may know of someone that was a christian that did get sick and never got healed that has nothing to do with scriptural doctrine okay it's, people fall short of the bible but we don't bring the bible down to fit our experience we bring our experience up to meet the standard of the word of god so you have to understand It is always God's will that people be healed and that Jesus never turned anyone away for healing. Never, never, not one time ever in the Gospels. Did someone come to Jesus in faith and he said, no, actually, I'm not going to heal you. Okay, so there's a popular episode. I'm just going to say it because many people don't, you know. Don't understand this, but The Chosen just came out season three, and there was a scene on there where one of his disciples came to Jesus and asked him for healing. And in the show, Jesus basically turned him down for healing. But I want to tell you that that is not in the Gospels, neither does that line up with anything that is in the Gospels. It may sound cute, it may sound religious, it may make you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside, but that is not Bible doctrine. Okay, Jesus never turned away anyone that came to him for healing. Never, never, never. The leper came to Jesus and he said, Lord, if you, if you are willing, I know you can heal me. And Jesus answered him and said, I am willing. And he would say that to every single person. God is no respecter of person. There, there is no one that, that God is just picking and choosing. No, it's not my will for you to be healed. No, Jesus said, I am willing that you be healed. He made that statement to every single person. The book of Acts 10, God is no respecter of person. So that's the first thing you have to understand. That's not even one of my points, but if you don't understand that, then you will never never see results in praying for healing. So that's the first thing you have to understand. Okay, so I have three points. The first point that I have is even if someone teaches you how to pray for someone for healing, you have to understand that that the anointing prayer Christianity is not just a formula. You can't just, you know, um, quote the same prayer that someone else quoted and it's automatically going to work for you. Um, You have to have your own revelation of Christ the healer. It takes, you know, each and every person has to get in the word of God for themselves. You know, I can't get in the word for, for you. I can't pray for you. I can't fast for you. You know, everyone is responsible for their own spiritual life and for their own revelation. You know, and it's more than head knowledge. You may know in your head like, oh yeah, you know, Christianity, we pray for healing. But it has to become a living reality to you, Christ the healer. It has to become real to you, the price that was paid and the blood that was shed, the stripes that Jesus took on his back to pay, to pay the price for our healing. That has to become a revelation to you. And so that's why I want to read in Acts 19. It says that there were some Jewish men and that they tried to, um, they tried to do the same thing that they saw the other disciples doing. It says that they tried to cast out evil spirits and they said, we solemnly charge you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Okay, so that's verse 13, Acts 19, 13. Um, And then it says in verse 15, it says, but one evil spirit retorted to them and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? (laughs) So the demon, the demon recognized, this guy doesn't have any spiritual power. I don't know who you are, you know? So demon spirits, and that includes a spirit of infirmity that would cause someone to be sick. they, They recognize real spiritual power. So, and it says that this evil spirit, he said, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit dwelt leapt on them, overpowering the two of them and was so violent against them that they dashed out of the house in fear, stripped naked and wounded. That's rough. That's real rough. So these dudes did not know what they were up against. And they clearly did not carry the spiritual power to actually deal with these evil spirits. So it takes real spiritual power. It's not just like, you know, you can't just quote, you know, you, you know, you don't just want to quote someone you heard something you heard someone say, and just expect that it's automatically going to work for you. You have to get in the word of God for yourself. And it's absolutely crucial because maybe you're listening to this and you're totally well right now. You have no issues in your physical body. That's awesome. But there may be another pandemic that rolls around and you you're not going to have time to get a revelation on healing. You have to have this revelation. It doesn't matter if you're healed today, you have to have a revelation of Christ, the healer in the days that we're living in. First of all, so that you can pray for other people, but also for yourself, because let me tell you, you think COVID was the last pandemic there will ever be? Probably not. Jesus said pestilences will increase. So you, it's important. It's now is the time to get this on the inside of you. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not be ashamed. So if you don't want to be put to shame when you pray for the sick, you have to study. You have to labor in the word of God and get get a revelation of it for yourself. So that's the first thing I want to say, because I don't want you, and I don't want people to think like, oh, it's just a formula. I'll just pray like, you know, whatever. So that's the first thing. You have to get your own revelation. The second thing, this is more of just a practical when you're praying for people um, that I always do. Whenever I'm ministering to people, um, just like at an outreach or, you know, after an altar call or whatever, um, if possible, share the word of God with them first. Before you pray for healing for someone, it's really good to share with them what the Bible says about Christ the healer, about um God's will to heal them, God's will for them to be healthy. And sometimes you can't do this if someone is like unconscious or they're like really sick, they're they're um you know, stuck in a bed and they, they're on, you know, in a coma, or if you're trying to raise the dead or something, okay, they can't, they're not receiving from what you're saying. But a lot of the times you can, if, you know, if you're praying for someone that's got knee pain or you're praying for someone that's got whatever, if possible, I would encourage you to first take a few minutes and share the word of God with them. In order for you to be able to do that on the spot, it has, you have to have a deposit of the word on the inside of you. You know, you can, and you can pull out your Bible and flip to some passages and read, read to them. But even better, if you have a deposit of them on the inside, uh, on the inside of you, and as the Holy Spirit quickens you, he will bring those scriptures to remembrance. And you can begin to share with that person what the word of God says. And so this is something I do all the time that I feel really, really helps people. Um, You know, for instance, like if I'm asking someone and they say they need healing, I'll at least least quote to them you know Acts 10 where it says uh, no doubt you know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went around doing good and healing all who were being oppressed by the devil. That scripture is great because it it explains to people the reason that you're oppressed is because of the devil. God did not put this pain on you. God did not put this sickness on you. You're being oppressed by the devil and I also like that that verse contains that Jesus healed all. He Healed all. There's not one person that Jesus is not willing to heal. So scriptures like that, and you can you can share a litany of them. You know, usually as and and I'll see usually when I'm start sharing scriptures with people, you'll see their face kind of light up like, oh wow, like so. so Then they become. What happens is faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So what you're doing by sharing the scriptures with them first is that you're putting faith on the inside of them, and that's going to help you. Because if they have some faith in them, uh, it's going to help you. It's going to help them draw on the anointing whenever you do pray. And it's going to help them to be able to receive their healing. Um, And so I want to read this to you in Acts 14. And this is an example of this. In Acts 14, Paul was preaching and it says in verse 8, Now at Lystra a man sat who found it impossible to use his feet, for he was crippled from birth and had never walked he was listening to Paul and as he talked and Paul gazing intently at him and observing that he had faith to be healed, shouted at him saying, stand up on your feet. And he leaped up and walked. And so this is very powerful. So this guy was listening to Paul preach and obviously whatever Paul was sharing with this crowd of people Uh, whatever he was talking about made this cripple guy get to a point where he realized if what Paul is saying is true, then there is no reason that I have to stay crippled for one more day. You know, the word of God that Paul was preaching, uh, who Jesus was, what he came to do was was coming alive in this guy's spirit. It was not just head knowledge. It, It was going straight into his heart. It was producing faith. And Paul, because he was spiritual, he's able to discern this guy is receiving the word of God. It's going into his spirit and he has faith to be healed. So Paul could recognize that. And Paul knew because this guy has faith to be healed He understood now is the moment for me to release the anointing. And so what is the anointing is the manifest power of God. So Paul recognized this guy's faith. And so what does faith do? Faith draws on the anointing. It draws on the power of God. So Paul released the anointing by saying, stand up on your feet and recognize. And I'm going to get into this for point three, but Paul didn't pray to God. Paul yelled at this guy and he said, stand up on your feet. Paul never prayed to God, never prayed to God. Why? Because Paul understood there is a healing power that's resident in me. Christ in me. Christ lives in me. He's here. I don't need to pray for the healing power of God to come. It is resident on the inside of me because Christ lives in me. So Paul was able to look at this guy. He saw that he had faith. The guy's faith was beginning to pull on the anointing. And that is when, at that moment, Paul released the anointing and told him, stand up on your feet. And as he did that, the power of God touched this man's body and he immediately stood up for the first time in his life. He was crippled from birth and he was healed instantaneously. So that's why I tell you it helps if possible, if you can share with them before you pray the word of God, it's going to, it's going to put faith on the inside of them and help them to receive the anointing when you release it. And so I'm going to share a testimony at the end. Of this, uh, a very powerful testimony. So stay tuned till the end. But I want to hit on my last point first. Uh, so, my last point is Acts 3. You have to understand, like I just said, I kind of just touched on it, but you don't pray to God. Whenever you're praying for someone to be healed, including yourself, including your own body, it's not so much that you need to pray to God for healing. Um, because you understand that Christ, the healer lives on the inside of you. There is healing resident in your spirit. The Bible says that um, you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. One of the spiritual blessings that you've been blessed with is healing. The Bible says that by his stripes, you were healed. You're not going to be healed. You're, listen to what I'm saying. You're not going to be healed. By his stripes, you were healed. You were healed. 2,000 years ago, you were healed. You were healed. Stop saying that you need to get healed. That's the first thing you need to do. Stop saying that you need to get healed. You were healed. The problem is that the healing power is in your spirit and you need to get it into your body. So you have healing in you. And so that's why I want to read this to you because in Acts 3, because this is a great um, scripture that will help you understand this. In Acts 3, uh, Peter and John were about to go into the temple, and it says that they saw a a lame man, and um, he was asking and begging for alms. And um, it says in uh, Acts 3, 6, But Peter said to him, silver and gold i do not have but what i do have that i give to you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth walk then he took hold of the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up and at once his his feet and ankle bones became strong and steady and leaping forth he stood up and began to walk and he went into the temple with them walking and leaping and praising god So this is very powerful. So you see here that Peter, again, didn't pray to God. Oh God, we just pray that if it be your will that you would heal this lame man. But Lord, if it not be your will, Lord, just comfort him in this time of affliction. No, no, that's not what Peter said. Peter said, what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus, walk that was a statement. So you have to understand when it comes to healing, you're not talking to God. You speak to the problem. You speak to you speak to the person. You tell them to get up. You tell them to walk. You tell them be healed in the name of Jesus. So it's not so much whenever you you know, pray for the sick, you're not really praying to God. You're you're commanding in the name of Jesus, you command a person to be healed. Um and so What I like that Peter said is he understood what I have, I give to you. You have to understand that you have something on the inside of you. That's the first, that's like the biggest thing. You understand that you're not trying to get healing from God. This is what, this is what gets results. This revelation that Peter had, what I have, not what I'm trying to get. God, will you give this to me? No, what I have, I release to you. So Peter had an understanding that there's something in me that this guy needs, and I have the authority in the name of Jesus to release it to this person. So you understand that it's not, you know, you're not really praying to God, but you're more commanding. You, you, you command, and you can speak to something, too, like many people, like, if you're praying someone praying for someone that has a tumor, you can speak to that tumor in the name of Jesus. I command that tumor to shrivel up and die in the name of Jesus. Every, every cell, if it's cancer, you, you speak, because I want you to think about this. What is giving life to those cancer cells. There's something giving life to those cells that are causing um, that cancer to spread. So you speak to that spirit of infirmity, a spirit of infirmity that's giving life to that cancer, that's giving life to that disease. You speak to it, you curse it, you command it to leave in Jesus' name. So you speak to the problem and you understand that you already have on the inside of you everything that you need. Healing power is already resident on the inside of you. You understand it's no longer a question of, is it God's will? It's no longer a question of, is God going to release healing that it's, it's, you have to come to the realization that it's on the inside of you. And so, and it takes faith. That's another thing. That's another thing that I'll mention because it's worth mentioning. People don't like this, but I'm going to mention it because it's really going to help you understand. It's going to help you so much understand healing and it's going to help you understand what to do with when someone doesn't get healed. Because many people, they just, they believe all this stuff. They believe everything. They're all gung-ho. They pray, start praying for people. Everything's great. But as soon as somebody doesn't get healed, they just throw, throw everything they learned out the window and they change all their doctrine. And they're just like, mm, sometimes God, sometimes God just has another plan. No, you need to go to scripture. Whatever you believe, you should be able to find it in the word of God. If you can't find what you believe about healing in the word of God, you should throw it out. That's that's facts. And I had to do that. I Victoria, I did that. A few years ago, dude, I believed all kinda wacko stuff. Then I started reading the Bible and I was like, oh, I believed incorrectly. So I'm gonna change what I believe to line up with the word of God. Because why? The word of God lasts forever. The word of God endures forever. The word of God is is the only thing that can bring about the power of God. It can bring about miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles follow the word. Miracles don't follow your opinion. Miracles don't follow what you think is right about healing. Miracles follow correct doctrine. So this is why I want to share this. So in Mark 9, there was a story of a boy that the disciples uh, tried to pray for to be healed. He had seizures. He had violent seizures. And so the disciples had already gotten a ton of people healed. Jesus had already given them authority to heal the sick. Everything was going great. All of a sudden, this dad brings his son who has seizures. Hey, can you pray for my son? He has seizures. Pray for him to be healed. The disciples pray, and the boy is not healed. So in that moment, the disciples had the option. They could have been like, oh, well, I don't know, man. Jesus must not not want to heal you. God must not like you. No. Okay. They could come up with all kinds of crazy stuff, but they were smart enough. They asked Jesus when Jesus came down from the mountain, uh, he was fasting and praying. Jesus came down the mountain and he healed the boy. And the disciples said, Jesus, why weren't we able to heal that boy? And Jesus gave them a real answer and this is your answer every time that you're asking yourself this question this is the bible answer jesus said because of your unbelief yeah because of your unbelief and he said this kind comes not out but by prayer and fasting so jesus was explaining to them that there is a level in the spirit of power that you have not reached that 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 only comes by prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is the cure for unbelief because they probably, they had faith that the boy would be healed, but they probably also had some unbelief once they saw him start having a seizure. They probably got a little like discouraged, like, oh no, I don't, this is crazy. I don't know if this is going to work. You know, so you start having unbelief enter in and that's natural. That's, that's human tendency, right? That's, that's, you know, but Jesus tells them, how do you deal with that? How do you grow spiritually? So the you can see more and more results that you can see results. Every time you pray for someone, Jesus tells them it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. Jesus tells them you need to fast and pray and you need to deal with your unbelief and you need to grow in your faith. So that's the simple answer. So, you know, whenever we're talking about, you know, like I said, read in acts three, when you're releasing the power of God to some, to someone to be healed, you know, um, if you're not seeing results, that's the time. Okay, man, I'm, I'm going to go on a little fasting and prayer moment here and, and really press in and, and press into the Lord. And I don't have time to get into that on this podcast, but I have, I have two podcasts on prayer and fasting that I encourage you to go listen to. If that interests you and you want to increase the power of God um, in your life, go listen to those two uh, podcasts. So that's that. But now I want to share with you, a testimony, um, that kind of illustrates much of what I was saying. So, and this is a personal testimony. So, and I have so many, I'll probably, I'll probably talk more about healing and have to share some more practical stuff too. Um, but a few years ago, uh, someone that my dad works with, this guy, um, he had told my dad that he went to the doctor and they basically gave him six months to live because he had cirrhosis of the liver. And if you know anything about that, it's a very severe condition of your liver and um, it's progressive. And one, once that deterioration starts, it continues and basically you die. Once, you're, once your liver goes out, you'll just die. So they gave him six months to live. It was really, his liver was really bad condition. Um, and so, you know, my dad had called me, told me about it. I was like, I'll come pray, let's pray. You know, let's pray for this guy. Hey, uh, we, believe in, we believe that Jesus is a healer. We believe that Jesus can, can turn around any report that a doctor gives you. Let me tell you, there's another report. Who has believed the report of the Lord? There's another report. Whatever report a doctor has given you, I want to tell you about another report. It's Jesus' report, and it says that by his stripes, you were healed. So this guy had a report from the doctor, but we wanted to pray for him. So anyways, I went over to my dad's restaurant. In the kitchen. We were all in the kitchen in the back office. And I started sharing with this guy. And notice we're not in a church building. Okay. We're in a kitchen. So miracles can happen anywhere. So, anyways, so I start sharing with this guy. Like I shared, I I, I like to do that. If possible, I like to share with them as much scripture as I can up front to get faith on the inside of them. And so I began sharing with this guy. All kinds of scriptures about healing. I started sharing with him that it was the will of God for him to be healed. That I started sharing with him about the power of God that can reverse any any situation, that, that can give you a brand new liver, that can reverse whatever damage has been done to your body, all these kinds of things, you know. So I started sharing with him. And you could tell what happens when the word of God comes into someone and they receive it. You'll see it on their face. They begin to light up, they begin to receive what you're saying. And what happens is that faith comes in their heart. And he began to, to, to really be like, you know, by the, maybe in the beginning, he was like, I'm going to die. But by the end of the conversation, he was like, oh yeah, I'm about to have a miracle. You know? So so you you preach faith into someone, you, you just share with them, you know, what the word of God says. And so I could tell after I'd shared with him for a while, he, he and I asked him, do you believe that whenever we lay hands on you, that you're going to receive your full healing? And he said, yeah. So, he, so I was like, all right, this is good. So, you know, me and my dad laid hands on him. We cursed the cirrhosis of the liver. We commanded it to be reversed. We commanded his liver to be healed in the name of Jesus. We commanded it in Jesus' name. And that was it. That was it, you know, touching moment. You know, he, he thanked us, everything, you know. You don't know. And in that moment, what do you do in that moment? Sometimes you can't tell in the moment what actually happened. You thank God that it's done. You act like it is done. If you believe that God, and like I talked about in the last episode, if you believe, if you believe that God hears you, then you have whatever you've said. So you go on about your day as if, hey, you're, he- you know, the person's healed. And so we rejoiced, we thanked the Lord, hallelujah, it is done. And I want to tell you that that was like two and a half, three years ago. The guy is still alive today. He went back to the doctor. he went back he's gone back to the doctor several times since then the cirrhosis of the liver is going in the opposite direction his liver every time he goes is getting better and better the doctors are baffled what in the world this dude's supposed to be dead (laughs) they're baffled why because jesus is a healer and Jesus lives on the inside of me and he lives on the inside of you. And no matter where you are, you can see miracles, signs, and wonders. Me and my dad, we're just regular people. We're re- I mean, we're, we're not regular in the sense that we're Christians, but we're just regular Christians. We're, we're, we weren't on TV. We weren't holding a mass crusade. We weren't in some revival meeting. We were in a kitchen. But Jesus said, you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The thing is that, do you actually believe that? God is waiting for someone who will actually believe his word. Do you actually believe his word? And are you confident that God will do what he said he would do? Are you confident of what lives on? who lives on the inside of you, which is Christ the healer? And so I just want to encourage you with that today to step out. If there's someone, a, a, a coworker, a family member that is sick in their body that's been suffering, I encourage you. Get a hold of the word of God concerning healing and step out in faith and pray for them. What's the worst that could happen? They don't get healed? Okay. Okay, well then that's just the same. But we have an obligation as Christians. You should step out in faith and you should believe that what Jesus said is true. If you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. They will recover. They will recover. And it's the same with your own body. You can speak to your own body. You have symptoms start to come on your body. You tell those symptoms to get lost, to go back to hell where they came from. You speak to your body. You command your body to be healed in the name of Jesus. You speak to your symptoms to go in Jesus' name. You know, God has given you authority and dominion over every sickness and every disease. It's part of the curse of the law. I don't have time to get into all this, but... Sickness and disease, pain, inflammation, tumors, boils, uh, fever, scurvy, all those things are listed in the curse of the law. And the Bible says in Galatians 3.13 that Christ has redeemed us from all the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us. For as it is written, everyone who is hung on a tree curses everyone that is hung on a tree. So Jesus took that curse in your place. So there's no reason for us to suffer with any form of sickness or disease one day in our life. Why? Because Christ has redeemed us not will redeem us when we get to heaven Jesus Christ has redeemed us and not only are you redeemed but he's given you dominion he's given you dominion over all sickness and all disease over every spirit of infirmity and he's given you the power to set people free The Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon you for he has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor and to set at liberty them that are captive. Those that are captive by pain, by sickness, by disease, I wanna tell you the spirit of the Lord is upon you to set them free and I believe that as you begin to step out in faith even more in this area that you're gonna begin to see more miracles in your life than ever before in Jesus' mighty name. guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.